You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time. It's time to hit the ice, Penguin fans. Chris Mack had you covered with all the news and notes surrounding your Penguin. Only on 5th Avenue Faceoff. Welcome back in. It's another episode of Fifth Avenue Faceoff. I'm your friendly host, Chris Mack of 93.7 The Fan in Pittsburgh. We will keep you covered throughout the offseason. Well, it's the postseason right now. Unfortunately, the Penguins not involved for the first time in a long time. And that's heartbreaking in a way to longtime Penguin fans, including the great Dave Damashek, who will join me today. We talked to him about whether he thinks as a fan of this team that they can keep it going. Can they bounce back quickly enough around the big three that they can make one more run behind Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, and Chris Letang? And he has a theory that we've discussed in passing on social media, but we have not yet brought to the airwaves, the audio waves, to your ears here on Fifth Avenue Faceoff about the Penguins' former general manager. With that, I bring in this week's guest, Dave Damashek. I got to squint to look at this. For those of you that aren't watching the podcast on YouTube or just listening in your Odyssey app, he's, he's titled himself founder of the Michelle Dion Fan Club, Dave Damashek. Dave, how are you? Dude, Dion, da, da, Dion, he deserved better back in 82. You know, game five, the, yeah. the, the boys in front of him just couldn't get it done there. Randy Carlisle, stick, couldn't stop that puck. The rest is history. The evil John Tonelli, all the rest of it. But that's that's in the rearview mirror. Let's but, talk about the future. But luckily enough, just a year later, they all knew well enough how to tank ski it, didn't they? And before you know it, 66 was racing down the left wing at Boston Garden around Ray Bork and putting one in. Ah, good times. Good times. That, that reminds me of when I used to be a hockey guy. I don't know if you've heard. I've updated it. Now I'm a baseball guy. I the, the... <laughs> Everyone in Pittsburgh is a baseball person now, Dave. I mean, we're all yeah. on fire here this spring. I'm trying to be a hockey guy again with this free time I didn't anticipate. So I'm giving some thought to who should be the Penguins general manager. And I, I heard you and Dan talking about it. Here's my two cents on it. You want somebody who is steeped in what's going on in the NHL right now, the players that are out there, close studies of them all. I think we're, we're um, overthinking a little bit. He's right there in our building for us. He's oh. under contract. Mikael Granlund. He stood around a lot. He was, I mean, he was right up close. Like he was like two feet away from real hockey action, just standing there watching it all you know, go by. Who knows better what's going down in, in uh, the National Hockey League than if that you're, guy, right? If you're looking for a keen observational eye, but not mm. necessarily a man of action, he may be your guy. 
McConnell. No, he's, I mean, he's the, he's the, see, he's what we want. You know how like Ted Williams couldn't coach other human beings. He would be like, right. just do what I do. It's like you, you need the guy who, who got there, but wasn't good enough yes. to, to really earn his keep. And I think it'd be a nice, easy transition for the guy. Hey, Granlin, we're not, let, we're not buy you out. Come on, man. You're a part of the family. We're just going to, we're going to reposition you there. Oh, you know what? And Jeff Carter too. You're now, uh, you're now the Penguins mascot. There you you're, go. You're, you're the frozen, the, the frozen head of Jeff Carter now serving the role of iceberg. I, I'm, right. I'm all for that. All right, Dave. Let's. I got to ask you this: Is it, is it over? Is, is, is it over? Uh, the, the reign of Crosby, Malkin, Latang. The playoff streak's over, but does that necessarily mean, from a fan's point of view, that you've given up the ghost on this core winning one more cup? I mean, winning a cup is a tall order, obviously. Mm-hmm. So let's start with that. And, you know, it's not diminishing the the team to say that it's unlikely because it's unlikely that any team is going to win the Stanley Cup in any given year. I, I, it goes without saying, you know. Um, I refer you to an ironic point of reference, which is uh, refer you to a point of reference. Anyhow, you, you get what I'm saying. I'm not a wordsmith. Doing. I speak from the heart, Mac. I speak from the heart. <laughs> Um, the Boston Bruins, I mean, where were they a year ago? Right. And, and you see in one off season, a team that was past its best days, the narrative was past mm-hmm. its best days. Its core was aging poster, knock, notwithstanding, where were they going to go from here in the rugged Wales conference? And now they're the best team in the history of people. Um, you know, I don't think it's that insane then, given that r- recent evidence to say that the Penguins could bounce back. They do need somebody to, um, like uh, like your previous guest Dan just said there, take take a uh, a scalpel aggressively to things. And you know, I'm of two minds that they're not that far away. Yes, their big three is at this point used to be better than anybody else's big three. Right. Um that is no longer the case. So can you flesh out things around it? And, and ultimately a lot of it, and I hate to be simplistic resides between the pipes. You know, the, we would, we would be far less doom and gloom over the last two spring times. And now into this third one, were it not for what went on between the pipes and we don't need to cover Good that point. in great detail. And so then, you know, then you, then you have to kind of decide like, you know, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again. So, you know, Casey DeSmith and Tristan Jari ain't the answer it would seem. But as I always say to, to the Stillers fans out there, it's like, Dave, we got fire Tomlin. Like <laughs> for whom, what are you moving on to? And well, unfortunately for the pens, I don't see a ton of better options a, well, a the, that are available this the, the cheap, low-hanging Yinzer fruit is Johnny Whitehall, John Gibson out there in Anaheim, right down the road from you in, in SoCal. Mm-hmm. Um, and people are falling all over themselves um, to, to talk about that. Now, it would be an enormous move. It re- would require reallocating cap space, and you're not going to be able to re-sign this guy, and you're going to have to move this guy out who you probably don't want to move out. But that's where... That's where the goalie market is, is it's not in free agency because it's a bunch of retreads and, and never worse. Um, and, and if not for that, you're going to have to make a trade or you're just going to reboot it with Jari and DeSmith. And like you said, that's the definition of insanity. 
I agree, except, yeah, I think you have to shake things up to the degree that you move on from DeSmith, who really mm. played like a backup goalie. He is what he is. No knock on Casey DeSmith. Tristan Jari has to be the difference maker as your number one. And in the short term now, he didn't do himself any favors, I would think, except that the the goalie market is so shallow this offseason that maybe somebody will overspend to take a shot on him, some optimistic GM out there will uh will buy into to the Jari experience. But short of that, maybe it does make sense for a shorter term deal for Tristan Jari's sake. Otherwise, then they are kind of going out into the abyss. And it is hard to spin. And if I'm saying that that any optimism for next season hinges on Tristan Jari, you know I'm I'm getting pretty dark here. But <laughs> Really, if they go out into the abyss without uh, without Tristan Jarry, what really is going to be the option short of a guy like John Gibson, who, by the way, you know, I'm all for it. You know, you know me, Matt. Yeah. You know, I love I love guys with it. You know, it means more, as I always say, whether it's Kenny Pickett, the Pitt kid playing for the Steelers and beyond. It means more Neil Walker with the Buckos and all that. It's better when it's a local kid. It's a cooler story. Sure. It's easier to embrace. Um, and you're a cynic if you're trying to talk yourself out of all that. But John Gibson hasn't been great the last three or four years. And so I don't know that he's the, the savior that right. uh, a lot of people are anticipating there. Some of us would argue the team built up around him wasn't all that hot, other than Trevor Zegras pulling a Michigan every three weeks or so. Um, well, let, let me ask you this. This is a comparison. I, I, I've probably been guilty of making too much over the last few months, but it feels real to me in that one guy decided now he had to leave where he was and go off to someplace different. But in addition to being a baseball guy, you're a football guy as well. Hmm. Your experience with NFL network. So let me ask you this. Is it ridiculous to think that Sidney Crosby compares favorably not in that he'll have to leave Pittsburgh uh, to win another championship, but that in that he can find that final act in his career, much like Tom Brady did when he went off to Tampa Bay and, you know, played to the age of 45. Sidney Crosby is in fantastic shape, still loves the game. I could see him playing until he's in his mid 40s at this rate. So is it crazy to think? that they've got enough time to rebuild this thing around Sid, no longer the kid, for him to have his one final act as a champion. I mean, no, of course it's not loony. And again, I point you to the Bruins as the evidence that uh, right. that, that, that that can turn things around. And we're not just looking at one season more. We, we, you know, in our brains, we've convinced ourselves like this. The end of the road is here. If we haven't hit it yet, we can see it in the, on the horizon um, close and it is close and fast, but yes, as many people have pointed out, I don't know where that cliff is going to be for number 87, but it's not just Tom Brady at 45 doing what he's done. I mean, you know, there are a lot of recent examples that we have to modify the assumption that a guy at, you know, mid thirties is, is finished in any of the major sports. Look at what LeBron's doing. There are examples all Good over. Call all over the place of, you know, I mean, they're, they're, you know, Chris Paul's still hanging around playing a prominent role on a son's team. The issue is that you probably take a half step back and there has to be a guy who is going to take the half you know, step forward. Yeah. Right. Join, join that big three as, you know, Ricky Raquel is, you know, they have system quarterbacks in the NFL, yes, you know, everything's yes, yes. just right for Ricky Raquel. I described a year ago as a system star 
he, you know, he languished. He was um, in Anaheim. Like you say about John Gibson, as a, for instance, situation matters. You put Mm -hmm. Ricky Raquel. It's one thing to keep up with 71 and 87. It's another thing to elevate their games. You saw Raquel uh, uh, able to do that. Um, so that's a good place to start. And, and, you know, looking for some optimism here, I know you've, you've talked about, would Brian Rust be the guy to deal short yep. of him signing off on, and he has a no movement clause like Jeff Carter and a bunch of other guys. So it's unlike janitors at PPG paints arena have no move clauses right. at this point, Dave, it's insane. Everybody gets one down there. Here is the asset that the Pittsburgh Penguins have. If you want to make the last couple few years of 87's glorious run in black and gold as beneficial to all parties as possible, trade away your draft picks. What this nonsense of building for the future for what? And by the way, in the age of free agency, you know, the NFL is number one for being a year to year league, but to some degree, all our major sports are that now. The idea that right. you have to hold on to draft picks like grim death because they doom you if you don't. And Owen Pickering is, a, I, I, I couldn't care less with all due respect to you, kid, Owen Pickering. You look fun. You look great. All that. I don't care who you take the ice with when you make your NHL debut in 2027. That is of no matter to me. Future Dave might look back at this and say, what was I thinking? What were you thinking? Dumb old Dave. But in the here and now we have an opportunity. We have one of the five greatest players of all time. Plus Gino Malkin still playing a, uh, you know, an occasionally dominant role there. Chris Letang, his puck dominance can't be ignored. And, you know, I'm, I, there, the, it's it. There's a weird irony that you know. I always used to point at the Edmonton Oilers, and there are a couple right. examples. In fact, the Edmonton Oilers have two of the six best players in the league right now, and yet they struggle to advance past the LA Kings and to to move on in the playoffs. And the other example is the Anaheim Angels, the LA oh. Angels. Excuse me. Yeah. Um. You know they have two of the top three players in baseball, and they never come close to making the postseason. And I used to laugh at that and say, "How is that possible?" And now here we are with our big three, with uh, with so many uh, accomplishments in puck, and now undone by the bottom six, and you know a, a relatively soft blue line. Um, that that was enough Oof. to to undo things. It, it, there's like I say, it's a weird irony. And as we talked about previously with Hextall, um, it 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 makes no sense that he got the hard part right. Um, who's the best example of that? Makes the hard catches, but drops the easy ones. T.O. What Ron yes. Heck, what T.O. did for catching footballs, that's what Ron Hextall did. He did the hard part. He got Ricky Raquel and Gino and Latang all under market. I mean, look at look at the Rags roster as a for instance. Look how much their top four guys are making and how they fleshed out everything around that. I mean, they're Jacob Trouba is making more if I'm not mistaken, than anybody on the Penguins, maybe this yes. side of Crosby. But Jacob Trouba is one of their big four contracts out there, and they're pretty deep, that Rags team is. So, yeah. again, there's evidence that it's possible to pull it off, and this idea that they made a mistake philosophically by retaining the mid-30s guys is stinking thinking and inaccurate because that they weren't the issue this year, and it didn't limit it. It didn't limit any moves that they could have made otherwise. They just made... Ronnie Hextall made some, by the way, he's a Trojan horse, right? 
We, oh, we can now this, all admit now. This, this, we all this, see it now. This has to be discussed that you threw this theory out there long ago that Ron Hextall was simply a spy for the dirty Philadelphia Flyers. And as a I bitter, said, as a bitter, petulant fella, you know what? I, I, what Hextall did, he got humiliated repeatedly by number sixty-six. I mean, just shame. This was, this was, this was an NHL superstar goalie, and 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 he got pantsed repeatedly by sixty-six on the big stage. And so, you know what? He bided his time, mm-hmm. spent a couple decades away, built up his resume, and when the time was right, he got himself, I don't know how, somehow talked himself into a job on the banks of the Three Rivers un, uh, under one number 66. So trusting. Such yes. a gentleman. He felt Always. bad for what he Always. did to Hextall. He felt bad. He's like, I, I, I know what I did to you. I, I damaged you emotionally and spiritually. Yeah. I should give you a job because I'm a good guy. I'm, I'm Mario Lemieux. That's what I'm known for. Yeah, you know, I feel bad, Ron. It's uh, it's been tough for you. So uh, I say, you know, sure, you want to be GM. Take uh, my French fries. Yeah, take Jim, my French fries. I can't eat Jimmy, them. The season's almost here Jim, anyway. Jim, Jim, Jimmy Rutherford says you're a good guy. Uh, yeah, sure, you can be GM for a couple of years. Go ahead. So he gives them that gig, and you know, too trusting. That's that's his that's his flaw. His only flaw. Sixty. I just and, I just imagine in- Ron Hextall, Dave. Ron Hextall. In 1989 or whatever it was, chasing Robbie Brown around with his paddle in the air, trying to slice him into pieces with it as Robbie gave it the old windmill, right? Mm-hmm. And I picture Hextall mm-hmm. thinking in the back of his mind, revenge, my friends, is best served. Ice cold. His mask, his mask hid what his, his devious plot that he yes. formed. And like I say, as a petulant ass myself, at the end of the day, I respect it. I resent it because I root for the Penguins, but I respect it, Hextall. You know, I see I mean, what he you did. You got in there. You ruined things, but good. And then you then you went back into your hole, whatever, wherever you live in Philadelphia. Go go be with Bobby Clark and all, all the other bums over there. You, you've Somewhere. spoiled things, but good. But the good news is this, that yes, we do still have the assets that are our draft picks and the guys that will remain in the dressing room. I mean, you know, the face of the NHL mm-hmm. for this millennium and his two best pals. I also, by the way, was thinking about what Malkin is because people tie themselves into knots about like, boy, they should have, they, they'd have been better off with Vinny Trocheck and otherwise. And mm-hmm. by the way, that also assumes when people play that game of like, Dave, they should have gone, they should have gone Trocheck. What guarantee did you have that Trocheck was going to sign on the dotted line if they didn't do, you know, the, right. those kind of they're, they're people, people uh, get over their skis about what would have happened. They're, those things weren't, wouldn't necessarily have come through. But Malkin, you ever see Braveheart? Of course you have. Yes. It's on cable every uh, four every minutes. 15 minutes. Yeah. Right. I was thinking, you know what Malkin is? He's the crazy Irish guy who comes over like, ha, 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 like, He's wild. He plays by his own set of rules. You don't necessarily know what he's going to do, but at the end of the day, he's going to, you know, he, he's, he's on your side. Wow. He's an asset. You see what a call now, by you. I was that- thinking about that. I, and you know, Jeff Petrie, I think he was misused, miscast. I, he's another guy who I think if, you know, listen, if they can purge that deal and, and shake things up and create some cap space to, mm-hmm. to get a little bit younger and, and mo- more important than anything else is faster 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 yeah. faster obviously it's a skaters league you see what the devs are doing right now um and 
that the, you know that would get the the pent if you combine that with 8771 and the rest mm-hmm. of it and they get you know i i am very excited about drew drew o'connor if you gave mm-hmm. me six drew o'connors for the bottom six we'd be right as rain um i don't know if we have the replicator but i i like him very much uh going forward here and i think if he if you bump him up if they, if shame the devil they lose zucker and I think you can bump up O'Connor and, and I think he'll be comfortable in the top six there. But I think Petrie is a guy, a lot of people would like to purge and maybe you do pair him up with a, with one of those draft picks, like I say, or Pickering and dump him off in in Phoenix. If, if you can do that, but short of that, I also think it's a little unfair the way to, to, to disregard him because he was just misused. You know, the, the idea was that he had the howitzer out on the blue line, and yet they never used him on the power play except for those few weeks that Latang was out and he looked mm-hmm. good. That's what they need. Yeah. They have plenty of playmakers, handsy guys and otherwise on that uh, PP one. What they need is somebody at, at the top of the triangle. And just grip it, away. rip it. Yeah. That's a I, great I point. Really... That's the one time all year uh, Petrie actually looked right. effective. Yeah. No, if you could get, if you could dump his cap hit off on someone, I get I, it. I, I am a fan of it, uh, but yeah, you, you've laid out a blueprint here, Dave, and it starts with unloading some of the salaries, being willing to use draft picks if you can. So I'm going to put you, Dave Damashek, lifelong Penguins fan, at Ron Hextall's old desk. First thing you're going to do is rifle through the drawers, I know, see if he left any loose change, maybe a, a, a key for his place in Delco where he undoubtedly lives on a mushroom farm and you could go visit and sneak in and do the old platoon maneuver where you beat full metal jacket, where you beat him with the socks in the middle of the night. <laughs> and then your next step, your next step as GM of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Once you're done beating Ron Hextall with socks, what would it be? <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I like where you're, I'm a man of peace though. Can't you see? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just want us all to get along. Um, I, um, yeah, I'm tempted to say Zucker, but again, you talk about uh, insanity yeah. repeating the same thing, and so I think we're a little precious about maintaining, uh, you know, how deep what 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 defines what that core is. But I do, you know, listen, the pens are what they are. Zucker is is hell on wheels. He it makes the pens hard to play against. And he lit it up last year. So, it, you know, given where this Penguins era is, which let's say it's three-ish years, I think mm-hmm. that he is an asset. He's 30, is he 31 now? 30, 31, 30, whatever. 31, yeah. So I think, I, I think you do your best to retain him at the right price. And then, as I say, I think you let it be known that we're open for business with those draft picks, including the one we made last year with Owen Pickering. If, if he projects, if you're trying to build towards something, if you are the, the coyotes as an example, or the, mm-hmm. or the ducks. Yeah. That's a real asset for you. You're not chasing a cup in 24. So build towards the future. That's a reasonable decision for franchises like that to make while the pens play for right now. That's that my message would be that. And, and I'll go one step further. And as we've talked about, I don't think it's necessarily being a snob, but we are not in a position of desperation as a, as a sports town, as sports fans, as our organism, pirates notwithstanding. But sure. we must remember that unlike the Green Bay Packers, I know we've talked about this before, but I have to point it out again. 
The Green Bay Packers just completed several decades of having never worse than the second best quarterback in pro football. They go from mm-hmm. Brett Favre straight into Aaron Rodgers, little bumpy road there with Rodgers first year, but otherwise they are one of the best teams perennially and they have one of the best quarterbacks and they have two Lombardi trophies as a result of all that same number as Flacco and Dilfer have unsatisfying. Ooh. That's not our problem in Pittsburgh. We are flush with with Stanley Cups, although I know technically there's only the one, but you, I think you're picking up what I'm laying down. Um, yep. We don't have to get desperate here. I think it's not just playing for right now to reward the guys, the big three, but beyond that, you know, the 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 Penguins world in, in general. This, it would be crazy to not lean in. The, the idea that we should pull back and go through a couple of lean years here is is talk about insane. Doing that with Sidney Crosby no. on the team and Gino Malkin and Chris Letang is a no, no. loco thing. Plus, Ricky, I mean, they have legit uh, NHL high-end talent on that roster. So, in hiring a coach and all the moves that will ensue, the focus is not just on winning. Here's the spoil part. It's maintaining the Pittsburgh Penguins brand of puck, which is high-flying, foot-on-the-gas, um, kind of hockey, and that's that's when the Penguins have been at their best, and I'm talking about the last 30-something years of that, and I think you lean into that. There have been a couple of iterations of these Penguins over the last 20, 25 years mm-hmm. where they've gotten sideways and, like, we're going to get a coach who, who insists on responsibility. Kevin Constantine's coming in, guys. Exactly. Let's get serious. No. No. No, I, no, listen. Just as just as the old yens are like, they they gotta get back to pick Steelers gotta get back to running the ball and playing good defense. That's who the Pittsburgh Steelers are. Like, okay, uh, that that set aside, the Pittsburgh Penguins have won and won with with the greatest of flair, the envy of of fan bases the world over. That you get to watch those and they win Stanley Cups for you. We ride that for as long as we possibly can. We try to draw in a couple of uh, of uh, pieces that will make the difference. Let's get back into the mix. I mean, here's the bottom line, Mac, for all the doom and gloom. And I, I completely get it. It's a I mean, horrific embarrassment that the Penguins aren't in the playoffs. But when you watch the Florida Panthers play the mighty Boston Bruins, do you think that the Penguins couldn't have taken a run at that team? When you watch the Canes and the Islanders hooking up there, do you think, wow, I mean, what, what chance would the Penguins have had with it? Obviously, the Penguins could have could have kept up with these teams. Now, win 12 games and get all the way to the final. It mm. The reminder is for everybody else, you think the Rags are doing it? The Devils are doing it? You think the Bruins are doing it? The Leafs are doing it? Maybe the, the Lightning are going to rally and maybe they'll do it. Only one's getting through. So the idea that like, ah, uh, you Penguins fans who think that you're, you're fooling yourself. Everybody's fooling themselves. I mean, the one team is going to be satisfied in a few weeks from now, and everybody else is going to be as devastated as we are or were last spring when the Rags took out Louis Domingue. You are you're hired, Irish Dave, sidekick to Mel Gibson in Braveheart. You are hired. You're the best, Max. So you, so wait, that make so now wait. You no. get to be what's his name? Do, do, Braveheart. Do I, do I get to be? I don't Will, want to be William Mel Gibson. Wallace? I'll be I'll, I'll be I'll be William Wallace up until the the whole flaying of, of the, the rack and all. all that. Okay. Well, we got to figure out who Billy Wallace is in this equation. Sidney Crosby. No, no. You, you know what? It's Mario Lemieux. That's who it is. What are we? What, what come are we on thinking? back 66. It ain't right without you friend.
He'd still score 20 a year at just a couple minutes a night on the power play. I'm convinced. Let me show you this. Me show it to me. Look, there it is. Look at that. Those of you watching on YouTube, the That's Lemieux jersey hung up above Dave's desk That's out there in beautiful, sunny Southern California. My friend, thank you for the time. It was a joy catching up. What a pleasure as always. And from the bottom of my heart, as they host the Fancy Pants from Los Angeles, the team named Dodgers in a town that has no trolleys to dodge. <laughs> I say, let's go Bucks. Let's go Bucks. The great Dave Damashek, football guy, baseball guy, Pittsburgh guy, first and foremost on what he expects from the Pittsburgh Penguins, or at least what he would like to see from the Pittsburgh Penguins going forward into this offseason. The one thing I, I, I do think is a, a serious point that needs to be brought up that Dave has brought up multiple times now since we've had him on the podcast, but I think it's important to take seriously. Uh, Ricard Raquel, look, Ron Hextall got a lot wrong. One of the few things Ron Hextall got right was Ricard Raquel. Ricard Raquel is a key to this thing moving forward. If he can be one of those support pieces, quality support pieces, and Jason Zucker, if they can keep him around at an affordable rate, those are the kind of support pieces you want around the big three, Jake Gensel included, uh, around Crosby, Malkin, and Latang. Those are the kind of guys that really start to stir the drink as the core three, the big three, get older and perhaps can't stir that drink themselves or at least stir it with as much force and as much vigor as they once did. Raquel showed you a lot this year, and I think it's important that we recognize that going forward into the offseason and looking ahead to the fall of 2023 and what the Penguins may be able to do. A reminder, if you have not yet, get on your horse. Get inside your Odyssey app and subscribe to Fifth Avenue Faceoff so you get notified of new episodes as soon as they are ready or wherever you get your podcasts. I don't care where it is, to be quite honest. iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Pandora, however you do it, however you get your podcasts, subscribe to Fifth Avenue Faceoff and make sure to download, listen, rate, and review. We appreciate all the feedback. And don't forget on YouTube as well, you can watch Fifth Avenue Faceoff youtube.com slash 93.7 the fan uh just check mark the little the little bell there the little bing and you'll get notified as soon as new videos are available from all of 93.7 the fan including new episodes of fifth avenue face off 